Illinois basketball passes its first test. Brett Barron's here in Las Vegas, along with Bryce Beamett back in the studio as Illinois beats number eight UCLA, picks up the upset win over the Bruins, 79-70, to the final. As Illinois, Bryce, are they good? They might be. They were down 15 at one point early in the second half, mount a huge comeback, and uh, they leave at least a Friday night happy here in Las Vegas. Yeah, I think I'd say that they're pretty good uh, beating a number eight ranked team to start off their season. You know, they said that they were ready for the challenge and they thought that they could compete after their little secret scrimmage with Kansas. You know, we heard from Brad Underwood earlier this week that, he, you know, he kept saying they could compete. They competed with Kansas. So everyone was curious because they only had a couple of returners for Illinois. So I was really curious if all these guys from all over could mesh together and, and you know, it worked for them and they're scrappy and they came out and they didn't give up. So I think that's a really good mentality to have your team starting off with early in the season. No doubt about it. The Illini did uh, actually looked okay to start. It was a sloppy game, 18 first half turnovers for Illinois. And they still uh, led early in the first half before UCLA started to go on a run and I got the sense here in the arena, Bryce. They're tearing down the arena right now, uh, cleaning everything up. And, and I will say this. This place was nuts tonight with Illinois fans. I mean, it, there was a ton of orange and blue in the crowd. They were loud. The players and Brad Underwood after the game said it felt like a home game. And it and it did. By and large, Alana Nation showed up big time tonight. But the Bruins closed the first half on a 23-7 to run. And uh, just a, a really tough first half. 13 first half turnovers. I said 18, not that many. 13 first half turnovers uh, for Illinois. And they just did not look all that sharp, even though they did lead um, about midway through the first half. And they come out. The first two plays of the second half are turnovers. And, and this place was really quiet. UCLA was on a roll. And then Sincere Harris comes into the game changes the momentum the freshman just plays so hard Bryce and they go full court press and all of a sudden that lead is evaporated and I think he's the one that really sparked this run and came off the bench Brad Underwood said in his postgame press conference afterwards he didn't really know why he didn't play him in the first half but he sure showed up big in the second and Underwood opened his postgame press conference talking about Sincere Harris I think that says a lot about what he thinks and I think Sincere is finding a way into the rotation here. Oh, definitely. And someone also asked him about like starters and people off the bench. And he was like, I have people come off the bench on purpose. And then in his post game press conference, he also was talking about how he's like, I knew he had to get an energy bug in there. And then he was also said that he's like, I had a conversation with Sincere at halftime because I didn't want him getting down and was like, Hey, you got to help us out in the second half, basically. And I mean, that's exactly what Sincere did. So I'm glad he was able to like pull him aside. And I mean, I think that shows a lot on Sincere that he wasn't, you know, upset or anything. I mean, he might have been upset, but he was acting just fine in the first half. And then he came in like a spark plug, plug honestly. And then, um, I mean, Illinois came off the bench. They had 21 points just off the bench, uh, which I think just shows a lot that they have that depth and people coming in and causing a difference. You know, so I think that's a huge thing when you have, you know, more than five people on the court at one time. You can have multiple people coming off the bench. And I, I don't know, Sincere, I thought Sincere was great. I thought he changed the momentum of the game. Only played nine minutes, made two of his three shots, a couple of steals in there as well, four points. Not a huge, like, box score yeah. number for Sincere, but 
he went a long way into, like you said, changing the momentum of the game. Uh, a couple other guys, I and mean, we haven't even mentioned Terrence Shannon yet. Unbelievable. 29 points, 10 rebounds. Had a double-double at half. Yeah. Makes eight of nine threes. Dude was just on a heater, played 39 of 40 minutes, and he's the reason they won the game. I mean, even Brad said afterwards, like he didn't even know if Terrence could be quite this good, but credited the system that he's in and just the confidence that TJ has right now is really remarkable. We've seen him score 30 points already this season. He is fully living up to expectations and more and playing like an All-American. I mean, wow. He, he was the best player on the court uh, tonight and, and give credit to Tiger Campbell and, and who had 22 and Jaime Jaquez had 20. Like both of those guys played very well overall, although Tiger did take 23 shots. Uh, Jaquez took 22, so not the most efficient night for them. But Shannon goes 9 for 13 and 8 of 9 from 3. I mean, just hard to argue that he's one of the best players in the Big Ten right now. And uh, just, wow, the transfer portal showed up big because Matthew Meyer had 11 points as well. Went 3 for 8 in 23 minutes. But, you know, I think that's a positive step for him with five assists as well in the game and and four rebounds, Bryce. Yeah, well, first with Terrence, obviously, I mean, he played – He's good. Uh, that's the best way to put it. I mean, he came out and he's so quick as well. Not only was he shooting from the three, but the amount of times he drove the lane and just caused people to crash and he could either dash it out or draw a foul or something like that. Um, and so I thought that was impressive as well. And then obviously defensively, you know, Brad called him earlier, told him, or Terrence said in, uh, earlier this week that, you know, Brad told him he's one of the best defensive players in the Big Ten. So, you know, to have him on defense and then, doing so well offensively as well. I think that just shows a lot. And then you said the transfer portal with, you know, Matthew Meyer, you know, people were kind of talking about, you know, they hadn't seen a lot from him. He hadn't really, you know, showed up as much, you know, in the first couple games and everyone was kind of expecting him to kind of be this huge player and have a bigger role. And he hadn't really done too much the first couple games, but obviously, you know, I thought he played really well today and he, you know, he was a good player today and he was down low and in the paint and he was shooting as well and he was like kind of laughing about how him and Terrence kind of switched roles a little bit and as well and I thought that was kind of funny but yeah I just thought um the transfer portal and also Dane Danger I thought I think he's playing extremely well he's so strong down low it's hard to guard him there's like a couple times they had two guys try to double team on him below the basket and there's just no stopping him. He'd do like a spin turn, take it with his left and things like that. And there's just, I, he's very powerful. And I wouldn't say he's he's like Kofi yet because I wouldn't, but just having another big guy down low like that, I think is kind of nice for the Illini. No doubt. And he's been efficient. Six for six tonight. Uh, he has been so good around the rim and, and being versatile. The rebound numbers aren't there, only three. Uh, but scores 13 points, and, and uh, you know, I thought overall Dane played uh, very well uh, considering, you know, where he's at. Just I mean, he's really a freshman. You know, he's yeah. like nine minutes last year at Baylor before transferring. So, uh, you know, yeah, you add in Dane and you add in Matthew and Terrence and, and the transfer portal showing up in a big way. Uh, some concerns, R.J. Melendez did not play well. 18 minutes, one of four from the field, only scored three points, one rebound. And had three turnovers, and, and Brad was on him in the first half. I was sitting right next to the bench, and and Underwood absolutely unloaded on RJ. Uh, 
words that <laughs> probably shouldn't be repeated uh, on a podcast. But, I mean, he got into RJ's face and was not happy uh, with his effort and his ability to get up and down the court. And, and he didn't play. I mean, overall, uh, RJ had a really tough go. Uh, Coleman Hawkins, two for three from the field, only scores five points. But he does have seven assists, leads the team in assists, and uh, actually a game high in assists. Thought thought he did some things. And, and I'll give credit to Coleman Rice because even though after his 23-point opening performance in the season opener, like the shot hasn't been there, but I think he's trying to find other ways to create. And I want to give him credit for that because not all guys would do that. It's pretty easy yeah. to pout when your shot's not going in and, and uh, seems to be active and did have five turnovers. And, and turnover certainly an issue uh, for the Illini tonight, but they were able to overcome it. So uh, thoughts on RJ or Coleman? What, what did you see from them? Uh, yeah, obviously, I kind of just reiterating what you said. I mean, RJ, not his best game. I thought it was interesting. You know, we had two starters, two returners coming in uh, for this game that didn't even, you know, perform as well you know as they I think everyone thought they would um I think you make a good point with Coleman uh just being able to try to find different ways to you know either set someone else up or something because you know you could see some people going out there and be like and just continue to just throw the ball up at the basket even if they're not shooting well so I think that's a good point that by you that he's not just shooting just to shoot and be like, oh, maybe one of these will go in. You know, that's you'll see players do that sometimes. And so I think that's a good point. But, you know, I think there's a lot. We saw a good RJ last year. We know what he's capable of. You know, sometimes, you know, maybe he had an off game. Maybe he didn't sleep very well. I don't know. Sometimes it happens. You don't have a very – sometimes you just don't have a very good game. I know that's not really an excuse, but everyone kind of doesn't show up. And obviously he didn't have his best day to day, but I do think we know what he's capable of. And everyone had pretty high praise with him after the game, talking about how even on the bench, he was, you know, really supportive and not like pouting or anything that he was having a bad game. So I also think that's a good mentality by this Illini team. You know, a lot of times people get kind of me, me, me. And, you know, Terrence and Matthew Meyer were talking about how he was, you know, cheering on sincere and things like that. So, you know, I'm, glad he was at least able to you know be a good teammate even when you're having a bad day yourself no doubt and it's pretty easy to be uh, you know locked in even when you're struggling personally when you're making a run there in the second half and and Illinois able to do just that and really I, I think impressed 24 to 8 run uh, they never gave the lead back after that after being down 15 and uh, and this is a big momentum boost for the Illini we, we had talked so much about them being untested and, and how are they going to perform under the bright lights? And, and they really showed up in a big way. And now it's a quick turn on to Virginia after the Cavaliers knock off Baylor. So two upset wins in the first day here of the uh, main event, Continental Tire main event in Las Vegas. And so that's going to set up uh, this showdown on Sunday is Illinois is going to try and, and win a title. Virginia used a big, uh, second half run to beat Baylor 86-79 here in the first game of the multi-team event here at the main event in Las Vegas on Friday. So uh, that, that sets up the matchup with number 16, Virginia, and another opportunity, Bryce. And, and even at this point, like let's say they lose Sunday, and I, I'm not saying they will, but like even if they lose Sunday, I feel like it's a successful tournament here. Like they did what they needed to do. They beat a top 10 opponent. opponent. They got a lot of uh, – experience 
a lot of adversity. And I think it's going to be a positive trip to Las Vegas overall. I agree. Even if you go one for one, you know, obviously they want to beat Virginia. And if they do that, they're really going to be pumped for the season. But this was the biggest test. You know, we hadn't seen them play anyone besides, you know, a little bit more mid-major schools and things like that. So, you know, for them to be able to come in and compete with top 20 teams, I think that was kind of the big thing. We're like, can they compete with the top 20 teams and compete with these the best teams in the nation? And Clearly, yes, they can. Yeah, and so, you know, they were able to beat UCLA here tonight. So, um, you know, as long as they compete with Virginia and continue to play their game, I think this team, obviously everyone has little bumps and bruises at the beginning, and I, I think there's a few things that they need to work out, you know, turnovers. They look a little, you know, frantic a little bit. There's, there's a good high energy to have, and you want to be high energy and be scrappy and, you know, kind of like Nats on defense. And I think they were doing that, but they were a little frantic sometimes. I thought in the, at least in the first half, um, transitioning to offense, I felt like they were kind of like rushed. Sorry, I'm making hand motions. You can't see me here, but I'm making like hand motions. I feel like they were like kind of a little rushed and stuff. And I think sometimes after, especially when they started taking the lead in the second half, you could tell they were like, they were moving fast, but composed at the same time. And I think that was what really started putting them ahead is that they were a quick paced team, but or composed at it at the same time, if that makes sense. Yep, it does. And we'll see how it all pans out on Sunday and how they can do a quick turn and get back on the court here against another top 20 team. All right, Bryce, that'll do it for the three and one podcast from Las Vegas. It is quiet now here in the arena. The scoreboard has been <laughs> raised all the way to the top of T-Mobile good, good. arena crews here picking up. They actually have a, a concert, a what do you call a comedian? And I don't know if it's a concert. That doesn't really uh, make sense. They have a show. How about a that? Show. I think it's a show. They have a show here tomorrow night. Uh, some huh. person that I'd never heard of, some comedian, but I'm also not hip and up with things. So a uh, crew's here getting T-Mobile Arena all cleaned up, ready for the show tomorrow night. And then they will get it ready once again for more basketball on Sunday. And we will talk to you again here on the podcast tomorrow after Illinois football plays at number three, Michigan, Andy Olson up there in Ann Arbor. He will have a podcast after that game tomorrow, and then we'll do it again Sunday. Three straight days of podcasts here. Big time coverage from WCIA all weekend long from Las Vegas to Ann Arbor and all the high school semi-playoff football going on back in Central Illinois with trips to state on the line for several area teams. For Bryce, I'm Brett. Thanks so much for listening to the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast.